Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we have conflicting reports here from our texters. One says the reason that the Red Sox were wearing the yellow and blue was um, a tribute to Ukraine. Another texter says it's because it's the Boston Marathon colors and, and it's a tribute to the Boston Marathon. Either way, I think you should wear the Red Sox colors. And if you want to pay tribute to the to either Ukraine or so, you can do it in a lot of different ways. But I want to see the Red Sox play when the Red Sox play. You know, that's that's all I'm saying. Joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Michael Rainville, Councilman Extraordinaire in the city of Minneapolis. Michael, thank you for taking our call tonight. Maxie, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. And uh, I, I do uh, agree with you about supporting the Ukraine and wearing the colors. In fact, if you're on on Saturday, come over to the Ukrainian American Hall over here in Northeast. We're having a fundraiser to raise medical supplies for them. Where, give us some. Where is that at, and when? The Ukrainian American Hall this Saturday. It's 301 Main Street Northeast, from three in the afternoon to seven at night. We got beer, brats from Kramarcheks, uh, some music by Forrest Miller and the Lodge Boys, and we're raising the money to help pay for medical supplies for the brave Ukrainians as they defend their homeland. That is awesome. But if there's a Red Sox fan, you can wear a real Red Sox jersey. You don't have to wear a blue and yellow jersey that says Red Sox on no. it. No. Just a if thought, you're a right? Red yeah. Sox fan, yeah. yeah. If you're a Red Sox fan, wear your traditional colors. You're traditional. still welcome over here. Yeah, in North absolutely. You'll still be welcome. Michael, yeah. uh, The part of the premise of this uh, having you on is as a councilman that oversees a lot of downtown Minneapolis and Minneapolis, and obviously we know the strife that has gone on with that. What, what is, what, what do you know, I hear two schools of thought as we move towards, we think, warmer weather at some point in time uh, in our universe here. Uh, but obviously there are people that are concerned because more people are outside. That, you know, it, it, it's the data driven that the hotter it gets, the more crime and violence there is. At the same time, we're moving into an era here where we've got the Timberwolves playing, uh, you know, at least to an extent, playoff games and, and Major League Baseball coming back. Uh, and, and you mentioned to me earlier today the theaters as well. What does that mean to downtown Minneapolis or potentially in terms of foot traffic, buzz, and negating some of the potential problems that we could have? Yeah, so uh, it, it's just wonderful what the – the sports teams are adding to our community. As you said, the Timberwolves are on a run. The Twins are opening. The theaters are back. The restaurants are benefiting greatly from that. You know, so when I talk to Tim Murray, uh, he, he says how, how they feel that impact from these sports teams or concerts for that, that matter. You know, the Lions Pub, the Loon, they all do better. Uh, with that amount of people, the police tell me it becomes safer. There's more eyes and ears on the street and, uh, Downtown is coming back, Mike, and it's coming back in a safer fashion. But the th- isn't it the thought process also that, uh, and I don't know this to be true or not, so I shouldn't say that, make this a definitive statement, but uh, the bad guys, so to speak, aren't going to mess with crowds. 
Uh, if, if they're going to get something done, they're, they're not going to do it where they can get caught. And, and the more people you have, the more chances are that you're going to get caught. That's exactly right. And that, that's the truth. That's what uh, Inspector Peterson always preaches down there in the first precinct, that the bigger the crowd, the safer you are. And uh, Minneapolis is coming back. I, I walked around at the lunch hour today with uh, my aide, Henry, and we were just amazed at the lines and the restaurants and the skyways and, and the people are coming back. You know, Steve Kramer has done a great job with the downtown council to talk those companies into bringing back their workforce. And we're not there yet. We're not, not where we were in 19 or 2019, but we are coming back, and there's a lot of people in downtown, whether you're working or enjoying yourself. But the, but the thing that you're going to have to figure out at some point in time, and I don't think this is going to be unveiled to you you know, for months probably, maybe even a year, is, is, is not just how many people are going to come back to downtown, but how many days worked are going to be downtown, meaning how many people are going to the hybrid schedule, and, and how does that affect whether somebody wants to open a restaurant or not, or what the, what the price of a lease should be downtown, because we still don't know. Uh, even the people that come back. Now, now, I come to work every day, right? I, I come downtown, as you know, I, I go work at the TV station. Uh, tonight, I'm in the, t- the the radio station. I come physically downtown. Most of my colleagues in radio do not come downtown right now that, that host the show. The news team does. The sales team does not. And so you got to figure out not just how many bodies there are that work downtown, but how many are physically going to come to downtown every day, right? Yes, and that's the great mystery, is what does this com- this new workforce look like? Is it three days a week? Is it four days? Uh, it, it, you know, only time will tell, but I am so confident in this city and in, in our uh, business community, they're going to make it work, and there is nothing like the interaction you have face-to-face with your coworkers. And every CEO knows that. It's it's uh, was a good thing when we had this terrible pandemic for everybody to disperse and work from home. But it's the, to be productive again for all occupations. You, it, there's nothing like being in the same room with your coworkers. I agree with that. I, but I see a lot of people that, you know, you know, and the other piece of it is if you stayed home and, and you were productive at work, you know, some people even say uh, more productive when I was at home. You, you're going to have to overcome that, right? Well, uh, and that's, that's what's going to have to swing back. And I do believe it will go back that, that way. Again, uh, tech, there are certain jobs that technology, you can stay at home, but so much of what we do, we do it interacting with our coworkers. And that's just the truth. And that's what we're all going to get back to. The question is, is it going to be three days a week in downtown, four days? Or, or I probably will never come back to five. Right. And, it's so, you know, and that's what you're going to have to forecast, right? I mean, if you're going to open a business in downtown and it's reliant upon foot traffic, you're going to have to figure out that number, right? Right. And so what it's the city council has to do is make downtown so attractive that those four days a week equal the population of, of five days a week in 2020. And we can do that. We can make downtown that attractive place to work, to play and to live once again. Michael Rainville is our guest council member in charge of a good piece of uh, downtown in Minneapolis uh, in his uh, his ward. Uh, now, now, they park Police cars on the, on the street corner. I didn't know this until recently at Nicollet Mall. Most of those police cars that you see parked are hired by a private uh, business that, that they're sitting in front of. It might be Walgreens, Target, whatever, but they're, they're employed by them, not by the city. It's off hours, but they're allowed to do that, so they park their car there. My question to you is, 
is is it good for business to have squad cars parked on sidewalks in downtown Minneapolis because it sends a message that, hey, we're not far away? Or is it bad because you ask yourself, why do you need squad cars parked on the sidewalk in Nicollet Mall? It, it sends a message of comfort, and, and that's what people tell you. I, I am not a shy person. I enjoy talking to people as I walk through downtown, and they feel so reassured when they see that squad car or a uniformed officer. And uh, thank God we have the, private, the commitment from the private sector to help in those, hiring those uh, off-duty officers to help us with our public safety. So uh, we have a great business community here, and that's just another way they contribute uh, to our overall prosperity by hiring those off-duty policemen. Now, there was a case in, uh, I was told a couple of weeks ago, at a restaurant not far from where I work where they had five people come in and um, uh, assault, and one had a gun and one had a, uh, uh, some kind of a, a sticker bar, and and and, uh, and they roughed some people up, etc. They left, and they said what was alarming was we called nine one one, and it was thirty minutes before a police officer could get there because they're understaffed. Is this still a big concern? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, so, as as a uh, community, uh, as as a society, it is not attractive. Our, our young people is not an attractive occupation. So. Whoever uh, uh, was listening to this radio broadcast, tell us what we can do to show the honor that it is to be a police officer and to help us with the 21st policing. We are over 300 officers short in Minneapolis. St. Paul is 100 short. The state patrol is 100 short. The sheriff's department is 75 short. Metro Transit is 75 short. There is a shortage of officers, and the unfortunate result of that is slow response times. Slow response times, and as you mentioned, now, now how much, though, when it was mentioned about defunding police officers, and, and that came from, it wasn't you, it was before you, the council, etc., how, how much of that it ha- has sent a message that, hey, why do you want to get involved with people that won't back you? Is there a perception there? Well, it's a perception, it's a reality. So many of the uh, police officers who left the force in Minneapolis, they did not uh, uh turn to other jobs or other careers. So they became police officers in cities where they were yes. welcomed by the politicians yes. and where they were supported. Yes. And that is so important. I mean, Mike, uh, when there's a gunfight and the officers on patrol, everybody runs away from the gunfight. That's what you and I would do. But those brave police officers run towards, towards that gunfire yep. to solve it. They are brave people and they deserve to be supported. Absolutely. I'm with you a hundred percent. What scares you the most over the next three months? It's it's the recruiting effort. It's, you know, how do we get the young people of our community, and our police should come from our community. They should come from North Minneapolis and South Minneapolis and Northeast Minneapolis. We, we have to send that message to our youth that it's an honorable profession to help us run the city by becoming a police officer. And, and that's, that's what my concern is. How do we recruit from our own kids? How are we making strides, do you think, in penetrating or infiltrating uh, some of the, the, the gangs and, and, and the bad? What I keep hearing is 
there's so many gangs now because you start a gang with three or four people and, and back in, I, I hate to say that like this was the, the golden years, but back in the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, there were only four or five gangs. And so you knew who they were and you knew who the leaders were. And it was easier, uh, uh, to, to enforce the law because you knew who you were dealing with. Now you've got, you know, a, a neighborhood, uh, three guys in the back of a neighborhood can start their own gang and, and away you go. And then they, they estimate there's, you know, could be over a hundred gangs in, in the city of Minneapolis. D- does that part concern you, or is there a way to negate that? Well, it's it's the reality, and we have to deal with it and solve it. And the the really unfortunate part is the guns. All these young yes, uh, and the clips that go with the guns. Mm-hmm. The thirty shot clip in it. Yep. Uh, you know the recent subway shooter. Thank goodness his clip jammed. Otherwise, he would have <laughs> kept shooting at subway. Yes. Yes, yeah, and that's so, what we're dealing with. Yeah, so we, right. it's, it's a whole new era. All right, you and I are going to go to Kamarchuk soon. I had to cancel the last time. We're going to do that, okay? I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to cash in your Rainville check on that. Okay, you got the Rainville check, not this week, but next week, okay? Sounds good, Mike. Good to talk to you. Keep up the good work. Hope to see you Saturday at the Ukrainian Hall. Ukrainian Hall, Saturday before the Timberwolves game, right? Okay, it's a deal. Yeah, they got that 9 o'clock game. All right, thank you so much, Michael. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.